0: Let's get you up to date on Forge FC. This is Focus on Forge
1: with Anthony Urcioli on the Forge Audio Network. Hey, Forge fans, Anthony Urcioli with you. It is Focus on Forge, and this week, yes, we're going to focus on, on Forge, of course. We're also going to focus on culture. Now, I was inspired. Um, I just finished reading a book. Okay. I don't know why I just lied. I didn't, I listened to, reading it made me, uh, I don't know. I thought it made me sound smarter. I listened to a book recently um, and it was on culture, winning culture, successful culture, whether it's in business, whether it's in sports, and what are the common traits of these winning, successful cultures? And it had me thinking about Forge FC who has been the standard, the gold standard, the benchmark in the Canadian Premier League when it comes to success, winning, results, accountability, all of those things. And it's a system that's been put in place where it it doesn't, you you know, players are interchangeable, not completely. I mean, there's different skill levels, but it's guys can go down, guys can step in without missing a beat. That's because there's been this culture cultivated around Forge FC. Now, I went down to Tim Horton's field, and I talked to head coach Bobby Smirniotis, who's also the technical director, and some of the players. So before, let's just hear what Bobby's definition of a winning culture is.
0: I think what it means is having a great environment. Coming in every day with, uh, with a common idea, with a common, common goal. You know, saying you want to win is, uh, is an easy thing to do. How you implement that, it's, it's all the little things around things. Uh, from the environment in your dressing room, how uh, training takes place, how players are pushed every day to, to get better, and not just from the staff, but from themselves uh, internally. And I think all of that environment is, is what creates a culture which you want to win because uh, winning is never guaranteed. That's the one thing, you know, in sport, um, you know, when you f- when you finish a season, there's one team out of, in our league, eight, and other leagues, it's one out of 18, and, and everyone really has the common goal. So it's all the little things, um, how players take care of themselves, how we as a staff take care of uh, everything from their loads to the training sessions to making sure that not only is the team getting better, but is the individual player getting better. And I think when you put that all together, that creates the culture that gives you the basis to win more than, uh, more than uh, not teamwork.
1: You have everyone pulling the same amount of weight. No one's getting preferential treatment. Everyone feels equal. Everyone feels like they are equally contributing to the success. That's one common trait. And that that's a check for, for Forge. Um, it is feeling safe. Now, what do I mean by safe? It, it's the feeling that it's okay to f- fail, which is a harsh word, but it's a fear of, you're not afraid to make mistakes, essentially. Are you able to go out there and not be terrified to make a mistake because you're going to get yelled at, benched, whatever the case may be? How, how much rope is there for a player to be able to make mistakes? And that is difficult in sports because it is a it is completely results-oriented. I mean, you're there to win. If you don't win, it's considered a, a failure. It's a loss. It's black and white. So how do you kind of reconcile that? So we'll talk about that. Now, leadership is a big thing. Bobby Smirniotis gets hired. He gets brought in and he is essentially given the keys. This is your organization, implement who you need to, put whoever you need to in place. You you're you have the wheel. Just like the the uh, scarf behind me says. Right? Bobby's at the wheel. But that leadership can't just come from the people in charge, right? You know this. A message from instructions from your boss, from a parent, from some kind of an authority figure doesn't, there's, there's a trust gap there sometimes, right? It's not the same. What's important is you want leadership among the peer group. And that means leadership on the field. Forge has it in spades. And it has from very early on. I mean, just look at the early signings. It's no coincidence, right? Kyle Becker. Um, Alex Ashenyoti Johnson, guys like Tr- uh, Tristan Henry, uh, Dominic Samuel's been there. Guys that were there from the start, they fit a very specific type of culture that this club wanted to cultivate. It's positivity. It's um. It's 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 team first. It's selflessness. It's uh. It's humble. It is the kind of club that uh, Bobby envisioned. So it's no coincidence. These were the early signings. And these are also the names that have been there from the early stages and remain there, you know, almost four years later. Now I'm going to tell you a couple quick stories, um, personal stories that, that involve the team here. So I, I got hired very early on. I went to a staff meeting. I was the new guy. I didn't really know anybody in the middle of the meeting. It was at the club level. It's in Morton's Field. In comes Bobby Smirniotis. He walked in to the meeting with his staff, with the players. Every single player. He stood in front of us and thanked, thanked the staff, thanked the operations crew. Every single person involved with Forge FC from a business standpoint was personally thanked by. Bobby Smirniotis, on behalf of the players, on behalf of the staff. You want to talk about culture. We're all in this together. What we do is not more important than what you do as a staff, is what Bobby was basically saying. We're all here for the same goal. Bobby said, we can do our job because you do yours. What a great feeling. Already, right? The positive winning culture making everyone feel like they are contributing and they're doing meaningful work boom right there day one a couple weeks later um it was after the TFC game actually I was up at the club level and the players were up there with you know their families and again I was still fairly new I didn't really have anyone to talk to I was the Steven Glansberg if you don't know that reference look up super bad steven glansberg because that was me just alone (laughs) feeling uncomfortable from across the way i hear someone call my name and call me over it's kyle becker didn't have to do this he saw me standing by myself he called me over introduced me to his wife asked me how i was doing how the job was going now mind you kyle becker had just played tfc and they lost in the most heartbreaking fashion. Didn't matter. Game was over. He wanted me to feel like a part of the team. Called me over, introduced, and right away I felt better. I felt more confident talking to some of the other players. That, that one little thing he did, the, the exchange lasted, I don't know, 40 seconds. That's all it took. These things matter. And Kyle Becker, he's the captain for a reason. Another thing I'll tell you about, if you ever watch, if, if you ever get a chance to go to an open training session with Forward FC, another thing you'll notice, practice is over. Now, there are people hired to handle the equipment and carry the equipment in and out and just manage the equipment. Well, Kyle Becker is carrying equipment back inside. Every player, they're collecting balls, uh, they're, you know, the Everything you could, any kind of equipment that that could be used here. Nets, sometimes they use the smaller nets and so they have to wheel them over. The players themselves will wheel them and put them back into where they're stored. This is, right, no one is above anyone else. It's a level playing field. Everyone is contributing to the success and everyone feels valuable and important. These are the things that matter. Kyle talked about his style of leadership.
2: When you put on this jersey, you're expected to win. Um, we've kind of done that since day one, in, in, in what we've in what we've been able to achieve. But we we know that we do that as a collective. So we're no one kind of comes in and thinks they're kind of better than anyone else. It's a matter of everyone doing what uh, practicing what they preach. And and I think the big thing that we do here is no one's asking anyone to do anything that they wouldn't do themselves. And and then from the moment we come in each day, we have a staff that sets the standard in terms of professionalism. And it's up to all of us to, to kind of live up to that. I mean, I think everyone leads in their in their own way. Um, for me, just something I didn't want to have guys or ask guys to do something that I wouldn't do myself. Um, I'm not going to be the loudest guy in the room at any, any given day. So it's a matter of just coming in and, and kind of putting it in with that work ethic and, and that standard and, and living up to the expectations that uh, the staff has set when you put on a Ford jersey.
1: Now, another big part of this winning culture, it has to be self-sustaining in a way. Yes, you have leaders in place, but, you know, no one lasts anywhere forever. We hope Kyle and Bobby and everyone is here forever, but that's probably not going to be the case. So what you need to do now is bring in heir parents, younger people that can learn, that are of similar, um, share some of those leadership characteristics. One of those guys that's been brought along, uh, Noah Jensen. He's been a leader his entire soccer career. He was a captain at Boston College. Just every level he's played in. And he got that captaincy after just one year of playing. So that that, that tells you enough. And as one of the younger players on the club, he not only does he appreciate the leaders on the team, but he's looking to take some of those from them. And he's also a guy, he he has three goals and very he hasn't played much, a lot this year. As one of the younger players, naturally, you have to kind of fight for your minutes a little more. And, and Noah has. And Jensen, every opportunity he's been given, I mean, he has three goals, which would be a lot for him in a full season, you know, playing 90 minutes a game. So as a young player, I mean, so Noah Jensen is kind of, you never want to, you don't want to compare guys too directly because there's a lot of Kyle Becker in him. There are obviously some differences, but that it looks like a guy who, and Noah might go on to do other things. He might play for another club. He might play in a different country for all we know, but as players like Noah that are going to fill those holes. And part of the challenge of these winning cultures is that if you're looking at wins and losses as the just ultimate, you know, level of success and Forge doesn't, you'll notice Bobby's been saying it all year after losses, you know, early in the year, things weren't great. Uh, He never looked at the early parts of the year as a failure. They were growing experiences. He felt confident that as long as they sticked, as long as they stuck um, to their plan, things were just going to get better just naturally. And at the end of the day, it's like we've done everything we can. We believe in what we're doing. We've done everything right. And the results should follow. And they have. Now, The problem with that is, if you're a young player especially, part of working and and being a part of a winning culture and a a, a positive culture is safety. You wanna feel safe in it. Am I safe to share ideas? Am I safe to speak my mind? Am I safe um, to make mistakes? Because we know in sports, mistakes land you on the bench. I mean, and after it's too many of them, you know you get it listen at the end of the day that they're there the job is to win games but no one no one talked about that this week
2: yeah i mean for sure there's pressure on us every single week to to go into all of our games and essentially dominate that's the kind of pressure we put on ourselves because we know that we're fully capable of it and i don't think any of us really see it as pressure we kind of see it as motivation because you know some weeks maybe we're not at our best but we know that every week there's going to be an opportunity for us to put on a show for not only our fans, but also for the rest of the league watching. And uh, that's our job, and we're going to continue to do it. I will will say that playing at this club is a culture that I've never really felt before, and it it is definitely one of the the main things that attracted me to coming here because I want to come in every day and work hard and have my teammates showing that same kind of desire that I have for this game.
1: All right, Forge FC is uh, back home with that winning culture, and they will take it into the weekend Saturday at 4 o'clock, HFX Wanderers. Will be in Hamilton at Tim Hortons Field. And at the time of this uh, recording, Forge FC, top spot in the CPL, 32 points. Pacific in second, tied with 32 points, but Forge have uh, two games in hand. And uh, then it goes Calvary in third, Atletico in fourth. Halifax, though, they're running out of time. Um, they're in must-win mode for the rest of the season as we're just past the midway mark. And these are six-point matches, essentially. So Halifax looking to at least get a point. Forge, though, looking to win to continue their don- dominance as of late. Now, some things to tell you about. Now, you can purchase your tickets online. As always, don't forget, your phone is your ticket to get into Tim Horton's field. So many reasons. Forge FC would be enough reason, but there's uh, there are extras. So we got the family theme going on again. Inflatables, uh lawn games, prizes in the Stipley fan zone, which is on the uh south side of the stadium, $5 beers from when the gates open, which will be at 3 um until 4. Also, an opportunity to win two tickets to Ottawa courtesy of Forge FC. It includes two match tickets, bus transport, and a hotel uh I mean, being able to to bring that sea of orange to Ottawa would be great. Fans are starting to travel in a CPL. This is what you want to see. Fans going from market to market. Uh, we're seeing Forge fans at York, Calvary. Um, we saw them against Ottawa last match. So this is just a, another opportunity to to cheer on your Forge in a different market. And you get a trip to Ottawa. Beautiful city. All right. Also, after the match this weekend, stick around for a double header Sigma F. C, you talk about winning cultures. I mean, this is the the Smirnyotis. This is from the minds of the Smearniotises and what they've able to uh, build as a, a, an academy, and then eventually a feeder system to Forge FC. So Sigma FC, kind of where it all started for Forge, and uh, Unionville Melkin playing a League One Ontario clash at seven o'clock. So that's right after the Forge match on Saturday. Admission is included with your Forge ticket purchase. So you can hang around and uh, watch some future Forge players. You can almost be sure of that. Also, of course, families on the pitch will be going on after the match that's in between the two soccer games. So step onto the pitch and get a feel of the uh, energy from Tim Horton's field. Okay, that's Focus on Forge this week. Don't forget to check back wherever and however you may watch or listen your to your uh, digital for FC content because we will have a far more detailed preview of this match against Halifax. We'll also have three keys to the match as well and of course after every match we'll have our post-match show. So a lot coming up in the next few days. Make sure you subscribe or check back. I'm Anthony Riccioli. We'll talk to you soon.
0: on Forge. Subscribe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts to the Forge Audio Network.